I choose. I choose. We talked about um, week one, I choose. I choose purpose over popularity. And we talked about decisions that perhaps are not so popular, but that would lead us to purpose. We talked week two about I choose surrender over control. Because we know, not, in, not here, not in this place, but we know outside those walls there's a lot of control freaks, okay? And we talked about how hard it is to actually surrender, but we need to choose surrender over control and let, just surrender our lives to Christ and let him do what he needs to do in us. Week three, we talked about discipline over regret. We understand that we live in a world that pain is inevitable. We're gonna, some of us are going to experience pain no matter what. And so we talked about experiencing the pain of discipline rather than the pain of regret. And, some, and, we, and you know, just to give an example, like running a race, you know, the pain of pushing forward. At that moment, your body says, I want to quit. But pushing past that pain so you don't regret it later. Again, this is the fourth time I'm saying this, and it's the reason, but if you're wondering why we are talking about choices so much, why are we focusing on choices so much, the reality is that we are today the sum total of the decisions and the choices that we've already made in our lives. The choices that we make today will determine who you will be tomorrow. And so it is important that we understand how important these choices are so not only we can be right where God wants us to be, but that we can become the men and women of of God that he wants to use to impact the kingdom of Christ. Amen? All right. So today I want to introduce our final and uh, final choice. But before I do that, let me ask you guys a question. You guys can raise your hands. I want to I see hands raised. This is interactive, right? Interactive preaching. <laughs> raise your hand. Now, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak like Philadelphian right now. How many of yous, right? How many of yous wish, and I can honestly say that you wish you had more time to do the things that were important to you? You wish you had more time to do some, some things that were more important to you, you know? All right, thank you. What are some important things to us? Sleep. I wish I had more time to sleep. Some of us say, you know, I wish, you know, I had more time to read. I wish I could just sit and read a book and not be interrupted by life or by a four-year-old. I wish I could spend more time with my kids. You know, um, that's been a thing with us. We have been, like, on the move, like, like for the last month. And our daughter's like, uh, hello. What are we going to do now? <laughs> Some of us wish we can go fishing. Right? I mean, I don't know. I, I went fishing once off a pier. So I'm hoping to do it again. But I know what I wish I can go camping. I love camping. Something I would love to do. I just haven't had time to do it. Kevin's like, I mean, Kevin, Dennis is like, hello, I tried to go last year. What's up? We can go again this year. No, I know. We're going to make time. We're going to go camping. We're gonna, I got to go camping. I got to get away. Got to clear our heads. Wish we had time for camping, for hiking, for traveling. 
But if you're like most people, if you're like most people, you say, you know what, I wish I had time for these things, but I just don't because, you know, um, the lawn's got to get mowed. And I don't know if it's just me, but it seems like I just cut it and I looked at it this morning. I'm like, what is this? What is this? I wish I had more time to do these things, but the dishes got to get washed. Chores got to get done. Errands have to be ran. I wish I had more time to do these important things in my life, but, you know, I got to go to work because if I don't go to work, the bills don't get paid. So I, I got I to gotta gotta work. I got to pay bills, et cetera, et cetera. Many of us came to church today with a to-do list already for this afternoon. Okay, when I get out of church, I'm going to the supermarket, I'm going to go. Some of us already have a list of what we're going to do today. I wish I could do something. I just don't have time. I just don't have time. In fact, this is becoming a very common statement. Hey, Dennis, how are you doing? Dennis is like, I'm good. I'm good. I just wish I had more time. I'm just busy, 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 busy. I pick somebody that's very busy. Dennis is a busy man. I know that, so I'm just I'm using this example for Don Dennis. Dennis is a busy, busy, busy man. I'm, hey, I'm great, but I'm busy. And it's true. There's, nothing, there's, nothing to, there's no lie to that. And there's other questions, though. There's other questions where, hey, so-and-so, haven't seen you in church on Sunday. Ah, you know, pastor, busy, 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 busy. I started with Dennis because I, I don't know if any of us are as busy as he is these days. Oh, I haven't been in church, you know, on Sundays because I'm just busy. That's my only day to run errands. Okay. All right. Don't get offended, people. Don't get offended. It's just truth. It's just truth. Hey, I haven't seen you on Thursday night Bible study. Pastor, you know I'm busy. I'm busy. You know I would be there. I really love it, but I'm just busy, 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 busy. I'm like, okay. Okay. I get it. Hey, how about Thursday, Tuesday nights when we come from prayer? Oh, I would love to, but you know, I'm busy that night too. Busy, busy, busy. Busy, 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 busy. You know, I was thinking, I was writing, I was, I was reading this, and, I, and the funniest thing, it, kind of, it was kind of like a joke in my head. Anybody have jokes in their head? Anybody? So I'm like reading this, and all of a sudden, I was like, man, God, but what if I was like, Jesus, deliver me? Oh, I'm just busy, busy, busy. Busy, busy, busy. Jesus, Jehovah Jireh, provide. Oh, catch me next week. I'm just busy, busy, busy. I mean, we know God's not going to, I mean, God's not too busy for us. Never. But we are too busy for him. I'm just, all right. All right. I was trying to get my, atten- my daughter's attention not too long ago. This happened. I was, she was like focused. She was tuned in on whatever she was doing. And I'm like, Abigail, Abigail, Abigail. I'm like, she she's not, like, she doesn't even hear me. And then I got to put my hand in her face. She's like, what? I'm busy. Whoa. You busy? All right. Excuse me. You know, I know how I felt when my toddler told me that she was too busy to pay attention to what I had to say. And that's just me. That's not God. Like, I, I know how I felt. Like, wait, no, this little girl did not just tell me she was too busy to listen to what I had to tell her to do. 
And then we have God who's like, no, this person didn't just tell me. After I sent my son to die on the cross to experience a pain that none of them will ever experience in their life for their sins so that they can have eternity, so they can have salvation, so that they can be delivered, so that they can experience healing, so that they can experience the power of God. They're going to tell me that they're too busy. So I can't prove this theologically, what I'm about to say. But it's just, it, it, it makes sense to me in my, in my brain. I believe that if Satan can't make you bad, right? If he can't get you to fall into some horrible, sinful temptation, then he'll make you busy. He'll make you busy, right? He'll make you busy. He'll keep you busy because what happens is he'll get you so busy doing all these things that really don't matter so that you can't, so, so that you don't focus on God's direction because you're too busy. You're too busy to hear from God. You're too busy doing all these things that really don't matter, all these things that really aren't going to push you forward in your purpose, that are not going to edify you, that are not going to, but they're not bad things. They're not bad things. They're just things keeping you busy. Listen, I know I have a lot of gamers in the house. I'm not, I'm not gonna look. I'm not gonna look. I'm not gonna look. I have a lot of gamers in the house, and if you're thinking I'm talking to you, I'm not. I'm talking to the other one. <laughs> it's not bad to game. It's not. It's not. I used to do it when I had time. <laughs> I don't have time for that right now. I don't right now. But the thing is, like, I loved it. But guess what? Guess what? If that is taking time away from your relationship with God, then you need to readjust some things in your life. You need to adjust some priorities. Listen, I'm not looking. I'm looking on the floor. I'm looking at the floor. I'm looking at the floor. But it's not really just, I mean, listen, that applies to many, 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 many people. And it applies in all things. It's not just gaming. You know? Yeah, Netflix binging. I think we're all guilty on that one, right? You know? Um, and, and, and just, listen, uh, social media. Social media, you know, some people got the scroll down perfect. They got, the, they got the rhythm. They can just keep going and read everything at the same time. It's not, I mean, it's anything that is, will keep us busy that takes away time from God. <sighs> God, I don't hear your voice. Well, because you're too busy. I'm trying to talk to you, but you're too busy. I don't know if I'm walking in my calling. You know, I don't even know what my calling is. I've been, you know, I was like, well, because you're too busy. You're too busy. You're too busy. Pretty much everyone raised their hands earlier. We all wish we had more time to do what we thought was more important in our lives. This is why I'm trying. I'm trying, because I will fail. I'm trying to say that I don't have time to do certain things. Like, I'm trying to say, not to say, I wish I had more time, or I don't have enough time. I'm going to tell you why. Because the truth is, are y'all ready? Say, say, I'm ready. 
The truth is that I do have time to do what I choose to do. All of you will make time to do what you want to do. Let me give you an example. Let me give you... No, not that one. Um, so, so what happens is, you know, uh, I'll use me for an example. Sometimes I'm like, hey, uh, let's, make, let's schedule this date in. And if my wife's not around... I'll schedule someone else in and someone else in because she helps me to remember I have a calendar, right? So I'm like, oh, this day's fine. This day's fine. Then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't have time. But guess what? I still have a decision to make, right? I can choose at that moment to tell one, hey, I double booked. Let's go to this day or this day. I have a choice. I have a choice. We went, uh, we took the, my daughter out or a lot, the one, the circus was like in Franklin with the, with the Franklin Mills. So there was a circus there and we took her to Dave and Buster's. But see, Dave and Buster's was not, you know, when she saw the circus there, she's like, Dave and Buster's? Who wants Dave and Buster's? I want the circus. You know? You know, we could have made decisions. We could have chose. But I chose to not be outside and I chose I'd rather be inside. I made a decision. We make time for what we choose to have time for. But unfortunately, where we fall short is that we don't make time for God. Because we don't see it as important in our lives. We don't see it like, well, that's something I need to, get, I need to do today. Oh, that can wait. No, it can't wait. It can't wait. The fourth and final choice I choose important over the urgent. And let me explain what this means. Importance over urgent or urgency. So we pray that with God's help, that he'll empower us to choose what's important over what's urgent. Let me give you examples of the difference, okay? A business owner, you're a business owner. You have an angry customer right in front of you. That's an urgent situation. What's an important situation is that you establish a system where you would avoid having this angry customer. Urgent is dealing with this right now because it's right in front of your face. But if you would have spent time on the important things, you wouldn't have the angry customer yelling in your face. Choosing the important over urgent. All right, for the mechanics in the, in the room... Your car's engine is about to blow up because you didn't change the oil in a very long time. Now you have an urgent situation. An urgent situation is I need to change. I need to stop everything. I'm not going to be able to move forward. I'm not going to be able to go anywhere because now I have to change the oil because it's an urgent situation. The important choice would have been to do it every 3,000 miles, and it wouldn't be about to, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be at a point where it's about to explode. Or how about this? Some of us are guilty of this. You get really, really sick, 
You're really sick now. But you're sick because you didn't take care of yourself. You're sick because you don't sleep enough. You're sick because you allow yourself to be overwhelmed and you say yes to too many things and you're doing too much. And now, if you don't go to the doctor ASAP, you could collapse. Now you have an urgent situation. You need to go to the doctor now. If you would have done the important thing, the important choices are to take care of yourself in the first place, and you would not have this problem now. If you choose what is important first, many of us would avoid all the urgent situations that take control of your life. Let's turn to Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 40. Some of you guys are like, no, when's he going to read the Bible? I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. We're going to talk about a story of two women, Mary and Martha. Mary and Martha. Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 40. And it says, now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. So this is really, really simple. Jesus, he's, he's walking. He's hanging out with his crew, right? His, his, uh, his posse. And as they're entering this village, Martha comes up to them, and she's like, hey, guys, why don't you come over to my crib real quick? Take a load off. I'll feed you. You guys can get some rest. You know, I really, I really want you to come over. They agree, and Jesus and his, and his crew goes over. At this point, as Jesus is walking into this house, they welcomed him, and at this moment, each sister had a choice to make. Each sister had a choice to make. Mary chose what was important. And at this moment, it was to sit at the feet of Jesus and hear his word. Martha, on the other hand, she chose, what to, she chose to do what was urgent. This guy's got to eat. He's got to eat. Got to feed him. Got to take care of him. I mean, we can't be so hard on Martha. We can't. I mean, it's her house, right? Saying she invited him. How are you going to invite somebody to your house and not feed them? You know, how are you going to invite someone over and then not take care of them, give them a drink or something? Like, you know, so, so we can't be too hard on her at this moment. But what happens is she, you know, she, she, she's got company coming over. She's cleaning the house. She's getting things ready. She's probably going crazy because she's like, oh, it's never perfect and it's never be perfect. Listen, listen, all you, all you house ladies, all you mothers and wives, the house looks great. It looks great. Relax. Relax. And even if it doesn't, it's okay. Relax. Relax. Oh, my goodness. Now. Oh, Lord. 
guys, remember when you had your own places and like you would have guys come over, company come over, like, I'll just move all that to the side. There's a couch under there somewhere. Just sit down. <laughs> and, and what did we do? We moved it to the side and we sat down. Like, you know what I mean? All right, all right, all right. All right. We'll do, uh, focus, focus. All right. So, so Jesus is coming and she's cleaning the house up, right? She's getting all this stuff ready. And she's like, like going like berserk here, like cleaning. She's cooking. She's this and that. And Jesus shows up and, and Mary's like, Jesus. And Martha's like, yo, 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 we're not done. We're not done. So then she flips out because she flips out and she's upset because she finds herself serving by herself. But in doing all this, she's completely missing out on what's truly important. You got Jesus in your house. Jesus, take some time to sit by his feet. Take some time to give him undivided attention. Take some time to sit down and say the world doesn't matter right now because I just want to hear what you have to say. Verse 40 says that Martha was distracted. You guys say distracted. I don't know about you, but these days there's a lot of distraction going on. A lot of distractions. I I think I told this story one time in one of the other sermons, but I'll say it again. Lenny's not here, but he's probably watching. I went to Vanessa and Lenny's house one time, and this was like, I, it, it's still it's burnt in my brain right now. And I was really trying to leave because it was getting later, right? It was like really late. I, we had to go, right? Um, and I'm just like, where are my keys? I'm going crazy, like looking through their whole house like, yo, where's that keys? I got Vanessa looking, Lenny's looking, Camille's looking. We're looking where are the keys? And the whole time, I had them in my pocket. But it wasn't like I looked for like three minutes. It was like over 15 minutes looking for keys. And they were in my pocket the whole time. You ever been on your phone looking for your phone? Yo, talk about being distracted. Glasses on your head, looking all over the place for your glasses, and they're right there on your head. Distracted. People are distracted more now than ever. If you drive, you see distractions everywhere. You stand on a light and be like, what is this person doing? The light's been green for like 20 minutes. And you're like, do I hold the horn down longer than a second? Some of you guys don't care. You just be like, until they move. Listen, they're just distracted. They're just distracted. You know what? You know what? A little beep beep. And they'll be like, oh, and they'll go. How to avoid road rage 101. A little beep beep, that's it. Don't hold it down longer than that. Because then you're angry that they didn't move. They're angry that you just did that to them. And then guess what? Some people just stay there to the red light. And they're like, well, go around. But you can't because you're too close. There's so much distractions. So many distractions. Martha here is distracted, and she's choosing the urgent over important because things just have to get done. How many of us understand that things have to get done? It just has to get done. If I don't do it, nobody's going to do it. 
It's got to get done. It's got to get done here. It's got to get done today. It's got to get done. And so we, we live our lives because it has to get done. And we are focusing on all the urgent things in our life. And we don't take a moment to say, you know what? Stop. I'm going to focus on what's important right now. Many things that we do because it has to get done, really, if it doesn't get done, we'll be all right. In her frustration, she goes to Jesus, and she just throws her sister under the bus. I don't know what she was expecting Jesus to say, but she goes, she's like, you're not going to tell her nothing? I'm over here cooking, serving, doing everything, and she's over here just hanging out at your feet, hanging out with you. Tell her to help me. Tell her to help me. Tell her to get up. (laughs) She's throwing a fit, but she's distracted. Distraction. You know how dangerous distractions can be? We know driving a distraction can result in a car accident. But what does spiritual distraction result in? What happens when we're spiritually distracted? 1 Peter um, chapter 5, verse 8, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Spiritual distraction can lead you to a place where you're not vigilant, And the enemy will sneak right up and devour what God is doing in your life. It's real simple. Let me give you a simple example. You know, you're getting your relationship with God on track. You're starting to read. You're starting to attend services. And then you you get busy. And so you don't read as much. You don't pray as much. You don't show up to services as much. And church doesn't save you. But, it, like, again, it does. It's being, it's being in fellowship that helps, it supports, it edifies. It's, it's, it does a lot. We talked about that. We're not going to do it today. But, but we, we choose to take a step back. And, I'm, and, then, and then on top of that, this whole corona thing, a lot of people have isolated themselves even to a further extreme. To a further extreme. I had a conversation with someone the other day. And, um, you know, um, listen, pro-vaccine, not for the vaccine, that's a personal choice you have. You can have your choice, and it's okay. We're not here to tell someone, like, you're going to hell for this or you're going to hell for that. Listen, you want to take it, you take it. If I don't want to take it, I don't want to take it. But just don't force someone to take it or just don't force someone, you know, you know let, let people be. Let make people make their own decisions. But I was talking to an individual because at, one, at this point, you have to make a decision in your life. Either you're going to take the vaccine and continue to live your life, or you're going to not take the vaccine and continue to live your life. But you can't say, well, I'm not going to take the vaccine and then hunker down and like never move on with your life. You need to make a decision. You need to move on. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. You know that people have, the, 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 the rates of depression have skyrocketed because people are just home. 
They're home. They don't want to go out. They don't want to do things. And depression has skyrocketed. You don't understand the effect this has on your psyche. Listen, God didn't, God didn't create us to, then, to stay inside our house all the time. That's why we're not in church every night either. Because God didn't create us to be in this building every night either. He created us so that we could be the light in the midst of darkness, so that we could be the hands and feet of Jesus, so that people can experience his love and his peace through our interaction. You ever, you ever, you ever go to, this, like, to a store, to a restaurant, and all of a sudden have this random conversation with this random person that lasts for a while, and you're like, man, we're just talking here, hanging out like we've known each other. You know, let me tell you something what that is. That person perhaps was dealing with depression, with loneliness, with something, and you don't understand that the presence of God in you at that moment brought that person peace to a certain place where they just didn't want to let you go. We had that happen at Walmart the other day. I'm like, when is Camille going to stop talking to this lady? (laughs) I'm over here like holding out the girl like, hey, you know, it's time to go. Some random woman. But it's because... They feel a peace that they've never felt before, a love that they never felt before, and that's God in you. Staying home, you have, no oppor- you have no way to show that to others. Being in this building every day with all of us, we don't have a chance to show that to those that don't know him. Make a decision. This is not even word-related. Make a decision. Either you get it or you don't, but you've got to move forward with your life. God has plans for you. He's got a purpose for you. And their purpose is not to stay home. That I can tell you. All right? What are most of us being distracted by? From that which is most important. Where, what have we been pursuing? The urgent and neglecting the important. Have you ever been distracted from spending time with Christ? And so we talked about that briefly already, you know, praying, reading, you know, um, the intimate time. So, and, and these days you got to listen. I know we have a Bible on this thing, right? But, but I suggest going to read with this because this doesn't beep at you. And this doesn't tell you when someone left something on your Facebook page or your Instagram. Like this, this, this is where you can honestly experience God's word uninterrupted. No phone calls will come through this. No text messages will come through this, you know, and you can focus on what God is trying to tell you. Oh, that's old school, pastor. Mm. Listen, I have a Bible in here too. I use it, but I'm going to tell you right now, this is uninterrupted word of God. Some of us are distracted with uh, the urgent that we're not spending time with our family, our kids, our marriage. You know, we can go down a list of what those distractions could be, but really it's just anything that's taking up too much of your time. We said a couple examples already. Sometimes some of us work more than we need to. And I say need to because sometimes you need to work. I know, I understand. I know, I understand, but then I've met guys that just work extra because they just didn't want to be home. I knew guys that didn't want to go home, so they picked up an extra shift or, or they stayed later or this and that. 
That's not going to solve the problems at home, you not being home. It's going to make it worse. Verse 41, Jesus, verse 41 and 42 says this. Jesus answered Martha. Uh, he answers her in these verses. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. It's funny how they put it double, like twice, right? So you could see Jesus going like this, like, Martha, Martha. <laughs> you are worried and troubled about many things, but, the one, thi- but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Pretty much he's like, <laughs> I ain't telling her to do nothing. She's at the right place. She chose the right thing. Martha, Martha, calm down. Calm down. Mary made a choice. She made a choice to choose the important over the urgent. We have to be intentional in choosing the important over urgent. Because and, and if, if you're not intentional, and we talk about being intentional throughout this whole series, because when we make choices, right, many times, like, we'll just make a decision because it's a natural response to something. But when we want to make some of, our, of these choices that we've been talking about in these last four weeks, we have to be intentional to make the choices. So if we're going to be intentional in choosing the important over the urgent, right, We need to make time for what we choose. So there's three little little tools, I guess, that might help. That might help. Can't say it'll help everybody, but they might help in in doing this, in choosing the important over urgent. Number one, make artificial deadlines. Put some some timelines in your life, right? Put Put some structure. At this time, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to pray. At this time. I'm going to read at this time. I'm going to take my lunch out and do this. Put some, you know, and, and, and then say, you know what? I'm going to try this for two weeks. I'm, for two weeks, I'm going to do this. This, this, is, this is my advice because I know that sometimes if it's not already a lifestyle, you can't expect it to become a lifestyle overnight. So give yourselves some, some goals. For one week, I'm going to do this. And then when you finish that week, be like, you know what? Let me try for one more week. Because what happens is you make a decision that's from now on, and then you miss a day, and you say, oh, forget it. I can't do this. This lifestyle is not for me. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how people wake up in the morning and read. I don't know how they do it. Give yourselves some time, some structure. So that way, you, in advance, you can choose the important over the urgent. Number two, be selective with your yeses. Some of you guys are pros at saying no already. I'm t- I, hey, I, I know. Some of you guys are pros at saying no. But some of us say yes too much. We say yes too much. Before you say yes, be selective with it. You know that you can go before God and pray about it before you tell someone yes, right? If you guys have spoken to me and asked me something, most likely it hasn't been a yes instantly. It's been, you know, either the next day or because we got to pray about things. Can't just say yes to everything right away. 
Ask yourself, before I say yes, is this aligned with God's word? Or does this go against the word of God? We can't be saying yes to things that uh, are contrary to the scripture. Does this align with your purpose? Is this going to push you forward in your walk with God? Or by saying yes to this, it's going to hinder my walk? These are, like, it should be a checklist in your brain that you go through really quick before you say yes to something. Sometimes we say yes too much, too much, and then we're stuck serving in ways that exhaust us, that frustrate us, that don't give us time to focus on the important. Now, this is a public service announcement here. If more of the body would serve together, then less would be on certain individuals. All right? You know that you all can serve. You all can volunteer. You all can be a part of what God is doing at Lighthouse. Amen? Amen. And listen, there's plenty of very talented people that will train you in the areas that you want to learn. All right? Three, do what matters most. And this is something that you, you have to, we have to take a step back because it's not what you want most. Because if you do what matters most to you and you have maintained a relationship with Christ, then what matters most to you will be what matters most to him. And therefore, you will be choosing the right things in, you know, throughout your life. But if you're not maintaining that relationship with God, and what, if you're not keeping that, 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 uh, that intimacy with him, then what's going to happen is what matters most to you is really what just matters most to you. And God has nothing to do with it. And we have to be careful that we don't end up in a place like that because that will quickly take us <laughs> farther from his purpose, farther from his will in our lives. The most important thing for us to do is spend time with Jesus every day. And it's not because I told you to. It's not because I said, oh, pastor said I got No, 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 no. It's important. That time spent with Jesus on a daily believe it or not, will save you from so many urgent situations that you should have never been in in the first place. Look back at my life and the things that, the things that I thank God now for saving me from, the situations that I was able to walk away from, I look back now and say, man, if I would have just maintained my relationship, I would have never been there in the first place. I would have never dealt with that in the first place at all. It's not because, um, it, 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 not because I need to, uh, it's not because I'm telling you you need him every day, it's because you do need him every day. You need, to, you need his word to renew your mind on a daily basis. Listen, listen, we go through stuff daily. We go through the junk daily. We, get it. we have to work in a sinful world. We have, to, we have to drive in this sinful world. We have to live in this sinful world. So guess what? We, on a daily basis, have to kind of refresh our minds, renew it, get back in the Scripture and say, okay, God, whoo, yesterday was a, 
doozy. Yesterday was something else, God. It was something else. But you know what? You know what? Today, today I need you to just, 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 just cleanse me, just fill me, just protect me, just guide me. Because you know what? If I do things on my way, how I want, when I want, it's not going to turn out well. Lord, I need my heart to align with yours. Because my heart is definitely not yours. So I need it to align with yours. Because the choices that my heart wants to make are not some good ones. <laughs> well, you don't know it. I love this guy. I love him. <laughs> align your heart with his. Align it with his. Matthew 6.33. Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first the kingdom. You know, this verse, my mom used to tell it to me, say it to me, refer it to me, send it to me a million times, and it would almost anger me. It would almost, it was to the point where I'm like, okay, mom, enough. But I got it. Sometimes I would get so frustrated with things. Didn't turn out my way. Didn't get what I wanted. I didn't, it, it, it's, not, it's not working the way I wanted to turn out to. And, and, and it's like, I don't get it, man. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And my mom would be like, Matthew 6.33. Matthew 6.33. Matthew, I'm like, oh. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So, okay, I kind of I threw myself out there. I am a control freak, right? That's why it frustrates me so much because I'm trying to do something on my own. I'm trying to control the situation. I'm trying to get the results that I want, how I want it, when I want it, and I want it now. If I don't get it like this, then I get upset. I get frustrated. I get all flustered up. And what happens is Matthew 6.33. Exactly. So it doesn't, you know, at that moment, you're like, oh, but let me tell you something, how it is changing because it has not completely changed yet, how it is changing my life, how it's changing my life. Father God, you know all things. I just want you. I just need you. We sang it today. You are enough, Right? Do we really feel like he's enough? If he's enough, then guess what? Just continue to strive toward him, your relationship with him. And all the things that you may be concerned about, leave them on his feet. Take those burdens, leave it onto him, and he'll take care of it. He'll deal with it. He'll take the stress out of your life. Some people, sometimes, they look at me and they get upset that I'm not as stressed as they are. Do you understand, I would not live long if I, had, if I allowed stress to just overwhelm me? First of all, like, how many of you are here today? How many of you are watching online? If I get stressed, every time you guys get stressed, I will die. I can't. Relax. Doesn't mean that I don't care. It just means I'm choosing not to stress, and we'll pray about it, and we'll move forward. We're going to trust God with this. I need you guys to see that in me first, at least, right? 
I can't, I can't let you guys see me stressing out and doing all this and that because then you're like, wait, I thought if we seek the kingdom first, everything will be all right. No, everything will be all right. We'll plan, we plan and we trust. And then we just walk forward, walk in faith, seeking him, seeking his direction, seeking his leadership. The problem is that we are seeking everything else first. If we're seeking the Lord first, this is what it looks like. If we're seeking the Lord first, then when you wake up in the morning and grab your phone, it's not a social media app. It's the Word of God, if you do that. And I'm guilty. I don't do that every day. I'm guilty. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm human. Sometimes I pick up the phone, and I, got like, I see all the messages and notifications on top, and I check those right away. If we're seeking him first, then, then we establish a prayer time, a devotional time. If we're seeking him first, we're telling him, I want your thoughts to be my thoughts. I want your heart to be my heart. Give me your eyes so that I can see people the way you see them. That's a hard one for some people. All I see is somebody that's always always complaining about this and that, blah, blah. And, my, and God's like, no, no, I see someone that's hurt. I see someone that's struggling. I see someone that needs, uh, like, people to just care about them. That's what God sees. Lord, help me see what you see. Did you know that if we begin to see people the way that God sees them, then what he tells us to do in his word first, remember he says love your neighbor, as yourself, when you start seeing people the way that he's seeing them, it's so much easier to love others. This is a little secret for those that are having trouble loving others. Use my hands and my feet, Lord, to bring glory to your kingdom. Direct me to wherever you want me to go. Can you guys stand to your feet this morning? Jesus. Choose the important over urgent. Speaking of the important over urgent, our ladies are planning to go on a retreat to Hershey, PA, right? And we are choosing the important, which is to plan it all and discuss it all now, as opposed to the urgent of last minute trying to figure out how we get it done. So next week, after service, I would like the ladies to just kind of hang out because they'll be giving you all the information you need all the information that you need so that you can plan accordingly and make, it, make a way to be a part of that and to participate. Go, have fun. Leave all the kids with the dads. We'll take care of it. Matter of fact, maybe we'll have like a dad night. We'll bring all the kids here and let them play while the women are gone. You know? But women, I want you guys to connect and, and let's choose the important instead of rushing last minute, 
in the urgent trying to figure out how we can do things. If we seek God first, we will do first what matters most. And what matters most to us should be what matters most to him. Purpose over popularity. I choose purpose. Surrender over control. I choose surrender. Discipline or regret. I choose discipline even though it's not always fun. Although it's not always easy. Important or urgent. I need to be intentional to choose important so that I can avoid a lot of the urgent things that pop up in my life. I'm going to ask the prayer team to come up. You guys can come up. We want to give an opportunity to pray. We want to open the altar and just pray with you today. We want to pray with you guys. Because it's not easy. It's not an easy thing. I mean, all right, I'm going to do it. It's easy to say you're going to do it, but it's not easy to live it. It's not easy to choose purpose over popularity. It's not easy to choose surrender over control. It's not easy to choose discipline, to choose important. It's not easy. But do you know that with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, it doesn't have to be easy for you at all? You don't have to have the strength. You can continue being weak, but he, he's strong. He's made strong in your weakness. In our weakness, he is strong. Allow him to be that strength in your life. Allow him to keep you because you know you can't do it on your own. Father God, we just come before you this morning. Lord, the altar is open right now. For those that are standing there, Lord, knowing that there are decisions that they have to make in their lives right now, Lord, we open the altar so that they can come to you and lay those burdens, the stress of all those decisions on your feet today. We have decisions that we're faced with on a daily basis. Father God, we choose that you lead us in those decisions, in those choices. Some of us have struggled, Lord, with, with purpose and popularity. Some of us struggle, Lord, with, with, with just being disciplined in our walk with you, Lord. We, we just need more of you in our lives. The altar is open right now. For those that just want to just get closer to God. For those that want Him to make the decisions. For those that say, I've tried popularity. It didn't work. I've tried, you know, uh, you know control. It's not working. i tried these things. It's not working. I need to surrender my life to Him. Some of us have accepted Christ and we have yet to surrender our entire life to Him. Wait, how is that possible? How is that possible? It is. 
Some of us have come up and say, I want to receive you, God, and then we've turned around and, and we still hold on to certain things in our lives that we are reluctant to let go. There's no better time than right now, today, to say, Lord, help me surrender this to you. Father God, I pray, we pray right now for all those that are standing here, those that the Holy Spirit is tugging their hearts right now, Lord, that you just give them the confidence the boldness, Lord, to take a step forward in faith. To put aside the caring of what others may think, but to say, I need you. I need to choose you. I need to surrender to you. Father God, right now, we thank you for each and every person that's here. Let them absorb your word that it changed their life. Help them apply it on a daily basis. Lord, right now we, we present to you this, if there's anyone here that has not accepted Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, this is an opportunity to do that now. If you have not, if, if you have not received him, accepted him, then today is your day. The, day. the Bible says, and I say this all the time, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Today is the day. Because tomorrow is not even guaranteed. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We worship you and we praise you. In Jesus' name.